Welcome to The Living Room, a cozy place of candid conversation. We're a group of women in various ages and stages of life. Join us for thoughtful discussion with a side of humor. We chat about everything from parenting issues to life balance, what matters most, and how to make it happen in everyday life. Settle in just to listen or feel free to add your comments online at www.fromthelivingroom.com. And now, your hosts for today's show. Hey everyone, Michelle McCullough here. It has been so fun joining you every single week for new shows of The Living Room. But I have another project that is coming out that I am so excited about. My book, The Make It Happen Blueprint, is being published through a publisher, and it is now available on March 21st. And I am so excited, a project I've been working on for so long. But I want to tell you how this book came about. As you know, I have this podcast. I also have the Make It Happen podcast and the managing director of Startup Princess. And I'm also a speaker. And people kept saying to me, Michelle, how do you do it all? Well, this book is the answer. In it, I've included my favorite success principles that will help you, whether you're ready to just rock it as a stay-at-home mom, or if you have a business or hobby, you're ready to take it to the next level. This book will give you tips, tools, and ideas in all aspects of success so that you truly can take that dream and make it happen. It's available at amazon.com, at target.com, and also available on my website website at speakmichelle.com. Thank you so much. And I wish you all the best as you make it happen. Hello, and welcome to the living room. Today, we're excited to have a conversation with you about the ways that we pray and communicate with God. Join, joining with me, we have Jana, and we also have Heather on the phone. Say hello, Heather. Hey, guys. <laughs> and we are going to talk about the ways that we communicate with our maker. Now, there, we're mindful that there might be some of you who are listening to this show that may have a different understanding or thought on on God, maybe you call it the universe, maybe you have a different title. We're going to use the term God today, but we honor and respect whatever you consider your higher power or being to be, even if we're just tossing things up to the universe. But as we talk about the ways that we communicate with with uh, our maker and with the God that created us, and um, the ways that we can communicate and and share with him thoughts and feelings of things that we need. And I love this conversation. I think that if if I knew that I had a rock solid understanding or testimony of one gospel principle, um, it would be prayer for me. From a from a really young age, I understood and was taught by my mother that um, Heavenly Father and our God was always listening and ready for us to communicate with Him. And as we do so, we can receive the kinds of insights and and ideas that will help us and prompt us in in our life. And one of the things that is my favorite part about the conversation of prayer is the understanding that we can pray over anything. And it's amazing how I've had conversations with friends where they've told me that they don't bother Heavenly Father with certain kinds of prayers. They don't bother Heavenly Father with this. He wouldn't care about that. They don't bother Heavenly Father with their job because that's a temporal thing and not a spiritual thing. And and the scriptures teach us time and time again that we're to pray over everything, pray over all things, to pray over our flocks and our fields. And and if people back then were praying over their flocks and their fields, which were their ways that they provided for their families mm-hmm. yeah. and um, had income in their homes, then we, of course, can pray over the things that bring us income and financial security as well. But as we start having this conversation, I want to toss this over to you, ladies, and have you have you answer this. Um, do you have a thought in your mind of when you first began to understand that prayer worked for you? 
and how old were you and what was that like or maybe even experience recently that you felt like and you don't necessarily have to share that experience um, if it's too personal but what are some of your thoughts on understanding about how prayer works for you heather i'm going to go to you first this time well there's there's two things that immediately come to mind when you ask that question the first to directly answer yes i can clearly remember being six years old and i had lost the the lock or the key excuse me to a lock on a notebook that my grandma had given Mm. me and i remember distinctly getting down on my knees and like asking god asking my heavenly father to help me find this key which i mean at six was like life or death right i had to find this key (laughs) and i remember very clearly standing up from that prayer and and finding it I opened a random drawer. I'd looked in the drawer a million times, but I went back to it, and there it was. And so if, I mean, I can take prayer right back to that. Had I prayed before? Yes, but I can clearly remember that answer that day. And using that very simple experience to then choose to reach out to my Heavenly Father again for other things and again in other ways. The other thing that comes to mind when you ask that question, though, for all of this to start with me is, I also remember having to decide the type of relationship I wanted with God or with Heavenly Father, and that was a huge turning point for me. And I wonder if that's not powerful for all of us, where we have to come to a point where we decide the type of relationship we actually want with Him, because that will then dictate how comfortable we are going to Him, when we do it, how we do it. And I I had to decide that. Did I want Him in the minutiae of my everyday? Did I not? Uh, Did I want to test out his promises? Did I not? And once I decided the depth and breadth and extent that I wanted that relationship to be, it dramatically changed how I looked and went about praying to God. Mm, I love that. Jana, what would you add? You know, my experiences are really similar to Heather's on both counts. When I was seven, I lost a spelling book. I prayed about it, and I had a dream that I was walking into my classroom, that I reached into my desk, the spelling book wasn't there. I walked back to a bookshelf, the spelling book was right there on the shelf. So I woke up the next morning, went to school, reached to my desk, the spelling book wasn't there, walked over to the bookshelf, because I'd seen it in the dream, knew exactly where it was, grabbed it in there, and I was fine. It was one of those things where I knew that God was speaking to me in that way. And then I had an experience when I was a teenager, when I started to doubt a little bit and I really wanted to know if God was there and if he knew who I was and if he was paying attention. And, um, and I remember the first thing I noticed was how I felt when I was kneeling and, um, that there was something so warm and peaceful and loving when I was, in that position of praying and reaching out that there most certainly was someone reaching back because I could feel that. And then as I, as I pushed that harder and really like Heather was saying, wanted to um, decide how, what kind of relationship I was, I wanted to have. I, I desperately wanted to know that he knew me and loved me for exactly who I was. And, and I got some very clear, amazing, answers and honestly one of the biggest ones once I once I really got an answer it you almost can't describe it any other way than the most joy you've ever felt in your life and I feel like that was that was powerful for me too yeah I love that it's funny because um I I remember 
I know that I had experiences because my mom tells the stories of me losing something and praying and finding it when Mm -hmm. I was really little. Mm -hmm. But the one that I remember the most happened when I was a teenager. Now I am not, we have, we have previously discovered on this show. And if this is the first show of ours, you're listening to, to hashtag spoiler alert. I am not the cleanest person. Okay. (laughs) And I, it's not that I'm dirty and let like stain stay on the floor. I'm a cluttered person. Okay. So I've got piles and stacks and that was the same as when I was a kid and I would hide things from myself. Like I would put things in places where I would never forget where they were and then promptly forget where they oh, were. Yeah, I've done that. And I would do that with things like money. So I, I remember going babysitting once and I made $20, which I think was for the entire day. I think I babysitted yeah. for babysat for 10 hours and I got a $20, $20 bill. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Where, where today that's what babysitters make for like two or three hours worth of work. And I can, I'm appalled by it. But anyway, it, it's great. I'm grateful for babysitters in my life. <laughs> but I hit this $20 for myself in a place that I would never forget it. And I looked for it for days. And I finally thought I should get on my knees and pray. And then I thought, well, Heavenly Father's not going to help me with my own stupidity and ignorance. But I prayed. And I remember praying, Heavenly Father, I've lost this. I have lost it from myself. Um, but then immediately feeling like, but I know you know where it is. And then having that realization changed my thought of, well, of course, if he knows where it is, um, he could probably direct me of where. And I continued to look in my room and it took me a lot longer and it didn't immediately come. But after looking at all the places again that I had already looked, I had the thought kneel. And I was like, that is weird. I I don't know what that means. And then I had the thought perspective. And I was like, what is going on? Like perspective, like $20 is not that big of a deal. And so finally I did it. I got on my knees and on my knees, I could see something I couldn't see standing. Mm -hmm. And I could see where I had placed this $20 bill underneath, underneath the the shelf that I had in my room, but up above some books Mm -hmm. with some other papers, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't see it from where I was standing. And it's interesting to me because that wasn't just having the experience of Heavenly Father answering my prayer that was little, but he still cared about it for me. But he taught me about perspective. Mm-hmm. And he taught me about how I don't see things always the way that he sees them. And if I can pray to get a better understanding of what that is, then that matters. And I love in in my scriptures that come that I have, I have a King James Bible, but the um the way the ways that the Mormons put them together is that there's also a Bible dictionary at the end. And there are some beautiful things in there about prayer that I wish everyone had a copy of. It says, as soon as we learn the true relationship in which we stand toward God, namely that God is our father and we are his children, then at once prayer becomes natural and instinctive on our part. Many of the so-called difficulties about prayer arise from forgetting this relationship, like Heather talked about, mm-hmm. like connecting and understanding that your Heavenly Father knows you and cares about you. And it says, prayer is the act by which the will of the Father and the will of the child are brought into correspondence with each other. And I say, think about prayer over the years. Um, the, that's where I have had conflicts with my faith, is that whenever I have prayed about something and said, this is the way I want it to happen. <laughs> And then it doesn't happen that way. And I forget that prayer isn't me telling Heavenly Father the way I, that where things need to happen. But prayer is saying, hey, this is what I want to happen. I would love for this to happen. Do you have any better ideas? 
what kind of things would you add to that plate? And and making that conversation happen in a, in a different way, but understanding that God's will has to happen. And also understanding that while I believe that we can pray for miracles, sometimes I think we need to say prayers for different things yeah. and pray for something different. I remember being in ninth grade and um, I had been in band for two years playing the flute. And in my ninth grade year, I wanted to switch to the drums, which was pretty much unheard of. And you didn't switch. You didn't switch instruments because you didn't have those previous years. But I had applied and appealed and I went and I had to play and I could play the piano and they needed a pianist and the pianist happened in the drum line. So anyway, I transitioned to that. But there were so many things that the drum line had to do that I couldn't do. I didn't know how to play a snare drum. I didn't know how to play a drum set. I didn't know how to play any of these things. And that's what my tests were. And because that's what everyone else's tests were that were in the percussion line. And we had, we were giving, given these really hard drum routines that I didn't have two years of experience to work on, but Mr. Hill, bless your heart. You did teach me lots of things. I just said your name on the world wide web. I'm so sorry about that, (laughs) but um, I would, I would get up there and I would do it and he would go, Michelle, you've got to, oh, wrong. Stop, stop, stop. And in front of like 75 kids in the class, I remember having these tests, then leaving feeling so small. Like I did it to myself, and but I just feeling so small. And I would pray, Heavenly Father, please help me be really good at this. Please help me just get this done. I will practice. I would practice, 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 practice. And then finally, my very last test, I was praying about this, and I was realizing, wait a minute, he cannot give me four years worth of skill. He just can't. Right. But I prayed, and I said, Heavenly Father, please let Mr. Hill be nice to me. Please. Like, I know I'm not going to get this perfect, but please don't let Mr. Hill make fun of me. And it was the only time that that happened, that I did my thing. Wow. Mr. Hill let me go. And then when he was done, he was like, okay. (laughs) And he went on. And honestly, that's when I realized that sometimes we pray for the wrong things. Like we we need to pray for the things that heavenly father can help us with the most. And that doesn't mean that there aren't times that he does give us amazing miracles. And I've experienced that in my life. But, um, as we think about those relationships and think about praying for the right things, um, what other thoughts do you have about as you have grown the things that you have learned about prayer and the way that heavenly father wants you to speak to him and the way that he talks back to you? We'll go to Jana first this time. I love your perspective metaphor. I love, you have so many great stories there. Um, One of the things that I've had a challenge with over the years and and maintaining that relationship with God is sometimes I've felt like my prayers are bouncing off the ceiling, even though I know he's there and I, I know it, but sometimes it just feels like they're not getting where they need to go. And so in those times I keep a prayer journal and I wish I did it every day because it's amazing. It's so powerful. But anyway, so I would write on the left hand side of the page, I would write what I prayed for. And sometimes, you know, it'd be multiple pages because I prayed for multiple things. But then I said, so I'd say what I prayed for. And then, and then I would put a little check mark at the bottom for how many times I prayed for that thing. So every night, if I prayed for that thing, then put a check mark. So some would have Mm -hmm. like 30 check marks, right? Or some might have two. And then, and then you just go through, then I left all the right hand sides of the pages blank to wait for the answers. And what I realized was that sometimes we forget what we ask for. Sometimes we're not paying attention and and other times we're getting answers to our prayers and we're not recognizing them as answers. But leaving that page blank and then waiting and expecting for answers, watching for them and then writing down what those answers were. It's stunning to me at, um, at the end of an experiment like that. 
my prayers are two lines long, right? There are little things that I put on that left-hand side of the page and then check, 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 check marks, right? Now on the right-hand side of the page, the pages are full. I have multiple, multiple answers, almost to the point that you can't write them all down with dates. This happened, the next day this happened, the next day this happened, the next day this happened. Sometimes it's a conversation. Sometimes it's um, something, someone gets in touch with you that gives you something that you needed. It's it's amazing. And that has um, broadened and deepened my experience with prayer to have this tangible record of how little we send up and how much we get in return is still amazing to me. I love it. Yeah, isn't that amazing? I wish I had it here and I would read you the examples. They're mind-blowing. I love it. Yeah. Heather, what thoughts would you add to this conversation about how your prayer has grown and changed as an adult? Well, maybe we'll come back to Heather in just a minute. Um, so oh, can you one me? of the things... Oh, oh I can hear you there. now. You're here. Oh, good. Go ahead. So what I I was just going to say, one of the things that I've realized as I've, you know, grown in communicating with a higher power is the fact that a lot of the times I, I'm still responsible and sometimes I don't like that. Right. I want to be able to go to God, to my heavenly father and say, (laughs) okay, this is what I'm thinking. This is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm hoping for. Or, or even say, what are, what do you have in mind for me? And I want him to kind of spell it out or tell me. And and I neglect to realize that he deems me intelligent enough, and enough is the key word, to to come up with some of my own answers and my own decisions. And so instead of giving me the answers, Heavenly Father works with me through prayer in ways where he more provides me the comfort of knowing that what I am choosing is the right path until it's not, and then he helps me feel contrary to that. And that was an adjustment for me. I... I'm just fine with him just telling me all of it. <laughs> I don't need to I don't need to go to him that way, but I have to. That's what he expects from me in our relationship. And so I had to adjust to to accepting that he wants me to make a lot of the decisions and put a lot of things on the table. And then in turn he will tell me go forward or stop with those things. And I think that that plays, too, to the need to really recognize that prayer isn't just on our knees all day, every day. But if we don't get up and move our feet once we've prayed, Heavenly Father can't direct them in the right path. So I've learned as an adult clearly for me personally that it's very much tied to works, that I've, I've got to put forth the effort and the movement and the faith to allow him to move my feet and to be willing to run until he tells me I can stop. For him to actually answer my prayers and and felt heard so it's a very tangible thing to me much more than i thought as a kid so that's something that i've seen grow as i've grown well and i think both of your examples are an example of faith plus works right mm-hmm. so saying Absolutely. a prayer and then writing it down so that you can remember what you pray for but writing down so that you can see what in the ways that he answered that for you is, is still a way of working on it and being conscious and mindful. And then, um, Heather, to what you said, I'll add that. I think that's so great. I remember in, um, as a youth, somebody saying to me, get on your knees and pray and then get on your feet and go to work. And I think that that is part of it too, that, um, my mom always called it that God will make up the difference. Like he wants, he won't just give us things but if we go and and work hard, work on it, he will make up the difference for the things that we can't do. 
Um, and so part of that is, you know, you can pray all the time. They, you probably heard the, the analogy of the man in the boat that gets kicked off and he's in a life preserver and the boat comes by and says, hey, do you want to ride? And he's like, no, God's going to save me. <laughs> and then a bigger boat comes by and um, and they're like, hey, do you want to ride? And he's like, no, God's going to save me. And then the steamboat comes along and kills him and he goes to heaven and he's like, wait a minute, I thought you were going to save me. And he's like, I sent you a small boat. I sent you a big boat. You didn't get on either of those. What else was I supposed to do? And I'm taking a little bit of creative liberty with that story. And it's a little bit harsh in the end that he passes away. But it's just a story, people. But um, the idea that we have to do our part and to take responsibility for some of those things and to do it and not just pray about it, but do everything that we can up to that point, too. And to recognize things outside of the box as an answer, like yes. perspective. Yes. Yeah. And uh-huh. and it's interesting yeah. how often I will pray for something. And then, you know, when you said that you feel like they're like bouncing off the walls, I have a couple of prayers that I have prayed for a long time. And I'm like, okay, I have prayed it one way. I have prayed it a different way. I have prayed it in different perspective. I have written it down. I have changed the question. I have done all these things and I haven't received the answer yet. And so sometimes I I will quickly think that, wait a minute, Heavenly Father is not answering my prayers. But if I'm mindful, that's only one thing that I'm praying for. And there right. are other things that I'm praying for that right. it is answering my prayers about. So I have to go back and trust, um, like Neil Maxwell says, that faith in God includes faith in his timing. And that if something doesn't happen for me in the right way or the right time that I think it's going to happen, that I that still doesn't mean that my faith has to go away, but that I keep praying and I keep trying to be in tune with the spirit and the answers and the responses. Um, we had a conversation um, in our Sunday school about this, about receiving revelation and how the Heavenly Father responds back to us in prayer. And so the, the instructor talked about four or five different ways that if you're not getting your answers to your prayer that you should think about. And some of them that we've already talked about, like number one, are you doing your part to make it happen? Um, number two, she thought about, are, do you need to change the question, which we've talked about? Mm-hmm. Are you praying for the wrong thing? Are you asking for the wrong thing? Number three is, are you asking for something that is outside or a violation of someone else's agency? Oh, that's so good. Which happens a lot. Like I will pray that someone will do X, right? Whether that's my kids or my husband or something else. And or I have Mr. To, Hill being nice to you. <laughs> or Mr. Hill being nice to me. But that time, yeah, it, that was, it was his agency, but Heavenly Father softened right. his heart. Yeah. But there are other times where God won't stop someone from having their agency. And right. so you have to be mindful. Wait, what am I praying? Am I praying about changing someone or making someone do something that is out of bounds of what Heavenly Father can or can't do. Um, And then she also talked about what other ways in our lives do we need to improve in our relationship with God to get the answer that we need. The acknowledgement that there might be something else that's in our way that we need to either fix, whether that's um, something big like a sin that needs to be resolved or whether that's that we're not... um, doing some of the other things that we know God would want us to do to have a closer relationship to him. But I think that those are the minority rather than the majority Mm -hmm. that uh, we can go through and we can say, wait a minute, I've done all of these things, but I'm still not getting the answer. And in the end, do we get to say, do we get to still choose as we've talked about, we have talked about before on the show about whether or not we continue to believe, but in keeping with this conversation on, on prayer and the ways that we communicate and how we do things. I think that, um, sometimes as we, as we grow, um, 
we can plateau. And I've found myself at times plateauing and finding that my prayers become repetitive because the same things that haven't been answered haven't been answered. So I'm still praying about them um, or things about my children. I want that I continually want for them. Um, and it, and so what are some ways that you can do what I like to call as a pattern interrupt, something that's, that changes what you're doing in a way that makes it have more meaning for you? And so I love your idea, Jenna, of a prayer journal, because I've never done that, even though I've heard that before, but I've never done it. So for me, that's probably a little pattern interrupt. Um, yeah. I have another friend who handwrites her prayers once a week. And so she'll handwrite the whole thing out, every single word, and then she waits for a response. And she'll make, put a blank piece of paper out and she'll wait for a response. And whatever downloads she gets after that, she'll write down. I've also never nice. done that, but that's another good thought. Yeah. But do you have any other thoughts about when things become mundane or routine, how to improve your con your connection with God, um, maybe even above and beyond prayer, or maybe when it comes to prayer so that you can feel like you still have that communication line open? Any thoughts about that? Boy, I think it's so much about the relationship. As soon as you say the word mundane, that means boring, uninteresting, routine, and that's on you. Because there is nothing mundane about God or anything that he does or is. And I think when when it gets to that point, um, you gotta, you've got to ask yourself, okay, how open is my heart? How badly do I want this connection? And Am I just rattling off that same old prayer or am I speaking from the depths of my soul? Because there's a big difference. I agree. Huge difference. And um, and I appreciate you saying that because you said it before I did because I was about to say I own that for me in the uh -huh. times where that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the things that I will do is I will say my prayers out loud. And so if I can go somewhere where I can say my prayer out loud, whether that's the closet or if the kids are downstairs and I can pray out loud, I find that it feels more like a conversation than something that I'm just kind of rattling through in my head. Uh -huh. um, um, I've that's also good. had somebody challenge me, which I did, which I really liked for praying for 10 minutes, Oh, which okay. so I think there are times where we do and pray, pray, pray for a long time, but there are some times where it's kind of quick and we say our prayers and we get in bed or we say our prayers when we get out of bed and we're off on our way, but Praying for 10 minutes um, helped me get closer and deeper into our my relationships with people and helped me think about other things that I wanted to do. So creating and acknowledging that that's on you, that Heavenly Father is always talking and always ready to hear from us, but that we have to make sure that communication line is open for us. Heather, what would you add to that? I think for me, when I start to feel that, and and first I've I've got to go right along with where Jana started when she said it's on us, absolutely, and I agree with that 100%. And I've seen it so many times with me where when I have that feeling, it means I'm not doing my part. But I've noticed that if I want to switch things up a little bit, I seek out ways to make sacrifices. And when I'm looking for ways to make sacrifices whether it's for my family or people around me, which all in turn go back to making sacrifices for my Heavenly Father, my prayers then go back to that deeper connection where I really am seeking to be in line with my Heavenly Father. So that's kind of one of the first things I always look and say, wait a second, am I making any sacrifices here? Are there areas where I can make more sacrifices? And I hone in on that instead of the prayer so much, and then in turn the prayers change. So that's something that mm -hmm. that I focus on more. 
That's nice. That's juicy, Heather. Mm-hmm. I just, is, huh? I think about that and I think about how sometimes our prayers, even if we're praying for other people or we're praying for really good things, um, our prayers make can can make us, I, and I shouldn't say us, I said there are times that a prayer can, it can make it be all about me, that it can be all about, um, it, even though that's okay and Heavenly Father knows me and loves me and wants to hear about me. Um, making a sacrifice for service in some way or reaching out and recognizing that um, while I want a prayer to be answered, maybe I could go answer someone else's prayer. What can I do to help someone mm-hmm. else? What can I do to serve? Um, and giving that, like, I'm so glad that you said that, Heather, because I think that's yeah, so powerful and valuable in the ways that we can also sacrifice and worship because sometimes we're so busy in the day and then we get on our knees and say, Heavenly Father, help me with all these things that we haven't done other things to put deposits into that account, if you will, that says, hey, I sacrificed this for you or for your kids or for other things. And not in a way of like, you have to do this now, but just in a way of acknowledging that we can give of our time and, and our and our resources and our brain power um, for a higher good. Yeah. That's really great. I love that. Well, um, any other final juicy bits of wisdom on prayer? Well, you know, the other thing for me is the power of specific prayers. Mm-hmm. Ask and going really, really specific. I have I have a next door neighbor who um, sometimes shares with me the things that she prays for, and they're things that it never would have occurred to me to be that specific. And and then I hear what she's asked for, and I see the answers, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I need to be more like that. And um, I'm going to use again metaphorically because it's one of my favorite stories of all time about prayer is the story of the brother of Jared, where he says, fix this. And then, and then he's, he has to go and solve the problem himself as best he can. And then he comes back and he says, light these stones. That was specific. Fix this. We're dying. That's not, that's not specific enough, but light these stones that the Lord could do. And then, you know, the answer is beyond powerful when, when that happens. But that's just one of my favorite stories. And I think it it goes so far and, and it, and the amount of faith that he exercises, but the specifics are super important and we do forget sometimes. Mm -hmm. That is such a great story. And one of my very favorites, and I usually use it anytime I'm speaking at a fireside or youth or whatever, because it's such a great example of, of how we pray for things. And then sometimes heavenly father says, figure it out. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. And sometimes he's specific, build a boat this way. Yeah. And sometimes he says, Nope. You what would you that. like to do? Uh-huh. And that's also a reminder that sometimes um, there are things that Heavenly Father wants us to solve on our own and there are things that um, we can do. But I also love that that story reminds us that we can bring whatever humble offering we have and yes. he will make it bigger. I love that. And that whether right now your prayers are small or maybe you're struggling with prayer and it's not a regular um, routine for you or that it used to be and your routines changed and you forgot and you're realizing, oh my goodness, I forgot to say my morning prayers or whatever that is, that each of us have an opportunity um, to to increase the ways that we communicate with our Heavenly Father and to receive the kinds of answers that we need. And so as you leave today, I hope you leave with love and not judgment and love and not guilt of anything that hasn't happened and know that at any day you have the opportunity to increase your communication with your maker so that you can have a powerful and important relationship with him that will help you get the answers that you need to your prayers because he does care about you. He does love you and he does want to talk to you. And so we hope that as you leave today, that you will give yourself 
your family and even your faith some living room. Thanks for coming to The Living Room. We hope you've enjoyed listening, laughing, and learning something new. Join us for our next show. And in the meantime, give yourself and those you love some living room.